today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. You heard about this yesterday. A lawsuit has been filed by a Mississauga man against the city due to a fall he suffered at Albion Falls back in 2016. Of course, uh, you might remember the last 10 years we've been promoting uh, Hamilton as the city of waterfalls, uh, certainly unprepared for the mass uh, amount of people that showed up and, and started to view these and continues to grow every year. And it's very much an issue for the people that uh, are in and around these uh, areas. Uh, and, and how do we combat this? Lots of people have fallen, uh, lots of injuries, some death as well. You know, at what point do we uh, do we either, uh, I guess, as Councillor Jackson has said, make some sort of viewing platform or just make these things off limits to everybody, which, you know, sort of sort of uh, defeats the purpose of publicizing them in the first place. All right. Uh, let's bring in uh, Feroz Gigi Boy. He's a personal injury lawyer, PJ, KJ Law Professional Corporation, and is with us now. Feroz, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate this. Well, thank you very much. I'm a big fan of your uh, show. Well, thank and you very much. Well, well, thank today you very it looks much. Like you have a huge docket on your show. We actually. do, so we do, and we thank you for taking the time to uh, to participate. So, for Ostas, is there a case here? It appears that uh, that Dixon was visiting Albion Falls uh, after midnight. Um, uh, they parked at the the lot. They uh, apparently went up the stairs. That's where there were issues, uh, and then uh, Dixon headed down the steps, covered with snow and ice. Uh, they didn't apparently extend, uh, the, the handrails didn't apparently extend the full length of the steps, uh, creating what they, cre- uh, what, what he says is a trap that is inherently dangerous. Um, and, and basically he got to the bottom, turned around, started to go back up, slipped on the step and then fell down and then went down, uh, the embankment. So does he have a case here for Rose? Well, you know, it's a complex issue and I, and I think, um, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that this fellow suffered horrible injuries. I mean, he fell mm. hard and uh, is, is quite badly injured. Um, I, I think there's some misunderstanding when, when uh, people look at lawsuits and they think, oh, you know, uh, they can just bring a lawsuit and, you know, that, that's as, as easy as it gets. There's, there's always competing arguments, and the city particularly has um, some defenses it can rely on. But, you know, when I look at this... What uh, would those defenses be? Well, first of all, I mean, when you look at this case from the point of view of Mr. Dixon, right, uh, he's turning up to a a city-created set of steps. People are allowed to go there. Uh, The handrails sounded like they were defective. The the lighting sounded like it was defective. And it was February, so there's that whole thing, you know, should the city have closed it, that they've left it open, the reasonableness of whether they've attempted to clear it or, or warn people. These are all things that Mr. Dixon's looking at and saying, look, this was a trap, because I went to where I was told to go, went on something that was created for me to go on, and yet it wasn't maintained. From the city's perspective, though, you're looking at a young fellow who goes in the middle of the night on a February. I don't know what the weather was like that day, but uh, if it had just snowed, if the snow had been there for weeks, uh, if, if there's been, again, the reasonableness of trying to maintain the steps. And what actually I'm not aware of uh, is whether it's marked as a recreational trail or not, because if it is, it changes the standard of care. Uh, how does that change the standard of care? Well, well, under the legislation, uh, something marked as, a, as a, um, a recreational trail, the duty of care changes because the person going onto a recreational trail is, is uh, deemed to have assumed risk. 
So then you've got to look at whether there was a reckless disregard hmm. uh, for, for the safety of people using it. So for, it does modify things quite a bit. For Rose, what about the fact that this happened around midnight? So we have a principle in law called contributory negligence. So, and that looks at my activities if I'm suing you to see, if, look, did I do something that people would recognize as being uh, culpable in some way for the injury that occurred? And, and so if you're going there in the middle of the night on a February, there's poor lighting. You know, these are things you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, there, is, there is an element of that. If, if it was, let's say it was, you know, I'm just introducing facts now, but if it's like pouring rain and it's, you know, about freezing, you're, you're assuming some risk. Um, you know, your own, your own activity to bring there. If you're drinking, if you're doing drugs, like they're different. And I'm not saying Mr. Dixon was. Right. But there's just things that, you know, uh, can, can limit how much somebody can claim because they themselves are somewhat responsible. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.